Welcome back to Resilient Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest who we're talking holistic health with. We want to explore that vital connection between entrepreneurship, well-being, and success. We welcome Dr. Aisha Peets Talbot, the co-founder and medical director of Ocean Rock Wellness in Bermuda. Driven by her passion for treating the root causes of illness, she's become a leading figure in holistic health and functional medicine. Wellness is such an important topic, Dr. Aisha, and one we are very passionate about here at Two for One. Without our health, we believe we have nothing. So welcome and thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Dr. Aisha, let's jump right into the holistic wellness aspect of what you do. Like Laura said, if we don't have health, we have nothing. How do we tie our personal health to the health of our business? Well, my philosophy is is that the health is the foundation. That's almost, I, I use the analogy of a tree a lot in my practice and how I talk to people about even thinking about the root cause, which is what I get to. But I feel like health it helps you to show up in every area of your life at your best. So if you are not feeling great, healthy, you're not going to show up to maybe your relationship very well. You're not going to be able to take care of your career very well or your business or different areas or facets. And even when it comes to just enjoying other things, um, could you imagine? So I get to see there's always different levels of health. But truthfully, when people start, I mean, yes, of course, it's obvious if you're in a hospital, you're not going to be able to do much. You're not enjoying much of anything. But I see a lot of people who are just tired, fatigued, and really even starting to have brain fog, or just all sorts of issues, know that they're not feeling great, or maybe it's pain or whatever they're dealing with. And it's a struggle. They, they notice different struggles really with getting through. I've actually had really very successful people who have amazing careers, and they get so anxious or they're not feeling great when their health, everything is just like at risk. So to me, health is a super duper foundation without your health. It's really important to show up and enjoy everything. So definitely your business, your career is going to be a struggle. Yeah, it's so good to hear you say that. And it's so, so true to remember and important to remember, because often when we are busy building a business, Mm-hmm. we tend to put ourselves last. And I think it's very much a female thing too, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to kind of put everybody else ahead of you. Yeah. And females might do that. They might be so into prioritizing the business or whatever they're doing. But I, I also feel males can also have that exact same issue. The males I see are also like going really, really hard and expecting to do a lot and long hours, almost feeling like they're the energizer body, they could keep going, keep going. And so they're wearing themselves thin as well. So I see it on both sides. It's nice to see in the sense that is a real important reminder for me, because I try to balance both health and also the business. But to get very successful millionaire, and even we have billionaire clients and as their health declines, you can see that even some of their independence, some of the power, the control that, you know, they've garnered in their earlier lives, all that starts slipping. And it's really because of the health just starts slipping. So it's, it's really a great reminder that you have to focus on your health to also enjoy those fruits of your labor. 
if you've gotten to that point where things are smoothly running and maybe everything's, like I said, you know, working in the background on his own, which is what most, what most of us are trying to achieve is not having to grind so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, Dr. Aisha, what three things do you consider to be the most important foundation stones for achieving good health? So I've been told by my mentor that it's not really three things. So it's it's five things for me. And I, this is how I break it down for people. When it comes to health, you want to be eating right, number one, moving right. So that's having some sort of exercise, sleeping right. So this could be the top three. And there's ones we all heard about, but I like to take it a little bit further. You want to make sure that all your nutrients are right. So this is micronutrients. These are vitamins and minerals. Like there's so many deficiencies for us now and people don't have that on their radar. So that's really big. And then lastly is make sure your hormones are right. Um, And that's hormones for male and female. So male really notice, I know everybody's thinking testosterone, estrogen, progesterone. Those are are the big ones, but I'm also thinking thyroid. I'm thinking adrenal hormones as well. You want to make sure all of that is working really well. And if you're taking care of, you've got all those five things like nailed, then likely you're doing really, really good. And your health is really, really, you know, those things, you're focusing on those things, then things are probably doing really good. Yeah. How does one find out about the hormonal and the micronutrient health that they have or don't have? You can test. You can test now. It's not conventional. So it's not like you can roll up into just any family practitioner or GP office. You really have to probably seek out a physician who is doing micronutrient testing, which is what they call it, or also hormone testing. And it's actually quite easy to do. They're very simple tests. One's pretty much you can do urinal blood and the other ones are a spit test, or you're just spitting in a tube, but they can be very telling. So males generally will lose a little bit of testosterone from their very um, 20, 30 year old years, but they shouldn't lose too much, you know, and it's always good, even in your 20 and 30s, to really get a really good baseline of what your basic testosterone level is, so that when you're 40 and 50, and things feel not right, you can see how far you kind of slip from that. And you want to just see if you can upgrade that, because that's great for men. Men really need that testosterone. It really helps not only with bones and muscles and their libido, but it really helps with mood. So we can see a lot of depression if a man's not really got those testosterone levels. And women I know are like kind of taught by the time they're 30, we're starting to see a decline in our hormones. But our hormones are like nose diving now. Like, you know, we're getting so much menopausal symptoms and all sorts of things. But estrogen is what protects our brain. So it's like you don't want to be nose diving more than you need to be because you've got more stress hormones and your body is preferencing those stress hormones and not making the other hormones. So everything's got to be in balance. So it's even great even to check things when you feel like things are going really great to get a baseline of where you really live. And then you can see, okay, if things start to not feel great, how far are you from that? But yeah, I think... You can get it tested is, is, is the point. So if you're plummeting in these levels of nutrients and hormones, then is the suggestion by you and the, your medical team to boost it with supplements? Is that how one treats it? So to us, food is medicine and medicine is, is food. And I think that's the 
core of anything. So it's really important to know that a lot of foods will carry not only your macronutrients. So if you think of carbs and proteins and fats, those are the, the, the macronutrients, but then you also get micronutrients as well. So those are the vitamin C, vitamin A, or the alphabet. That's where all that comes in. Now, we believe that food starts first, but we also know that as time has come, the farming and probably the soil quality and just how they practice is that we're seeing less micronutrients in our foods than say 60, 80 years ago. So you can actually have a really, really, really great diet and still need to supplement. But if I see somebody who is like really deficient, I pick up a real true deficiency, then it's like, I think you should supplement. I think you should take a really good quality vitamin, help to boost your body. But if it's a borderline deficiency, I might say, let's get, yeah, maybe they got a chromium deficiency. Let's do some more cinnamon in your diet to get it up. It's just a borderline thing. So you not to say that you won't be like popping a lot of pills, but I do feel like supplements, really play a really great role. And I, I do honestly think that they have a good place. It really depends on how complex um, the health issue is or how much the deficiencies are and they can really help. Really good so ones. I yeah. guess all this kind of ties into burnout as well. We were talking earlier about burnout. How do you know if it's hormonal or you're just doing too much? <laughs> Well, good question. And, and, and that's all really tied in. So when you talk about burnout, there is a true term. We call it like a functional medicine doctor will likely, if somebody starts to say, oh, I'm burnt out. And that's what I really do see in my entrepreneurs, my type A's, my go-getters. They're trying to do like multitask and do a bunch of things. Then it is the burnout. That burnout medically is called adrenal fatigue syndrome. And what that means is the adrenal glands that are usually giving us all the adrenaline, the go, 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 go. They start to be like tweet out and they cannot do the go, go, go anymore. And that's the, the thing about your adrenal glands is they are the master gland that controls all the rest of the glands. So your adrenals conclude, control your thyroid, control your sex hormones. And so, yes, it's all tied. So burnout and hormone imbalance is all the same thing. And you can get it all tested and see. But yes, if you're stressed, guess what? Your body doesn't want to make the rest of the other hormones. It's now in survival mode. And it's like, who needs those hormones when I'm really trying to survive? So you don't get those reproductive hormones that make us feel so great. And even the thyroid will suffer. And then your metabolism says done. And then all of a sudden you're putting on weight and you're tired. So yeah, oh, it's just compounding the issues like one right on top of the other. And is it true it all starts with stress? It all starts to stress. So that's it. So that's what we test. We test cortisol levels and cortisol is the stress hormone. And so that's what we see is we see high levels of cortisol level. And so it's it's all about leveling it out and really controlling those cortisol levels and get them in a healthy range. And it's not sometimes stress that you think of. So it is stress like, oh, I'm worried about this. I'm hoping to get this done. But it's also other things that stress the body. So there's different types of stress. Things that stress the body will be, I have to go back, get back surgery. And now your body's got to heal and repair from that. 
I am being deficient in vitamin D for years. I'm stressed, like your body's going to be stressed when it doesn't have the building blocks. Um, and you can have chemical stresses, being exposed, walking into a moldy building every day, breathing in mold, or, you know, having sushi every day for lunch. And then it's, you're getting mercury toxicity from your tuna. It's all these little things that add up that really stress the body. And all you're thinking about is the stress from maybe I got to make this, trying to make this revenue or whatever, you know, if it's a business thing. So it's so much more. So yeah, we, we look for it all. And sometimes, when it, you know, what is cool about looking for it all is that some of the other things are easier to fix than some of this mindset on worrying and stressing but I was like okay if you're gonna worry or stress let's make sure that you're not toxic you got lots of nutrients so we're um kind of fueling and maintaining the body and then you know you can still kind of do what you want to do so yeah you have lots of entrepreneurs I, I I'm pretty sure you guys have heard of people um topping up with different vitamins and doing IV infusions now there's again oh yeah oxygen yeah. therapy um yes. ice cold baths cold ice baths yes, yes ice right. baths things like that all to boost certain endorphins and things like that to keep people keep on going um yeah do you endorse that kind of um behavior <laughs> yeah yeah, no, I mean, certain things like, you know, IV infusions and, and nutrients, we don't we do not do them at the office. It's actually been quite challenging to navigate that in Bermuda, but you can go to other places. People go to Europe, I have people go to the US. Certain protocols are really good. I mean, not at, I, I guess I couldn't say I endorse maybe every single thing, but if you're going to someone who's great and knows what it is and it's just basic vitamins, it really could help. Again, your body turns through those vitamins, so they could be just a little bit of a top up. You're going to need to do something for maintenance. And I do think that if you have a idea about food, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's really great because you want to be able to kind of maintain so that you're not so reliant on that. Um, oxygen therapy is actually coming on is really good. Like ozone therapy, what we're seeing is really good. Cool therapy. There's so many healing modalities that are coming out. And I think I realized, Vicky, a long time ago, um, not to have ego in this business is <laughs> really important. I guess that's why I'm surrounded by a team at Ocean Rock, because I think teamwork makes the dream work. And there are so many different healing modalities. And healers are not just coming in MD form or DOs or there's um, or chiropractic. You know, they're not coming in these forms. They're coming in other forms of acupuncturists and different I would say herbalists and homeopaths and it's such a gamut now and I think there's real I guess results that's it there's real I think the the potential and what you can do with these modalities can be really helpful and I found it very helpful for myself I have a massage therapist and I have an acupuncturist and you know even a homeopath like different people I could rely on when I knew I need this or that to help so I, I, and I think it's okay to explore um, some of these modalities and see how it, it suits you. I know some people get very much like if, if it's not a doctor, like an MD, I'm very nervous about it. I'm not going to do it. Um, a lot of doctors, some, some doctors are like, go, go for it. I might know a little bit of knowledgeable about, but some, some doctors vote. And so they would say, I don't believe in that. And, and I think it can... Unfortunately, 
I think a fact that the patient negatively and maybe getting a really good healing experience or as something great that could heal them. And whereas they might be relying just on prescription medications. And that's, that's not the end all be all, you know. It's quite reactionary. I'm sure there's a place for prescription and obviously there's a very real need for surgery in many cases, but it feels quite reactionary. And I think the things that you're talking about are, very much proactive um, and preventative. And yeah. yeah, it's great to hear that you as a doctor are also walking your talk and going through all those other modalities as well. Yeah, I think that's that's very important. So every test that um, I do on my clients, I do myself. Um, protocol <laughs> treatments I, I've done myself. So that's that's been cool. Um, it's really important to walk, walk to walk. I, I noticed that... Um, in general, doctors do tend to live longer. They have they have better life expectancies in general from the population. But I've also been very aware as I look at colleagues who are like passing away from cancer or having like sudden heart attacks, every woman they're gone, that it would be great to um, take really good care of myself and be really genuinely and have the integrity of giving advice that I've been able to follow. Yes. Yeah. So tell us, what was your why? Why did you start Ocean Rock Wellness? Mm, probably me. <laughs> I would say yeah, that's a real good question. And I think it's twofold. So the, the first one was realizing that I was taught to put on people on medications. I, I'm, a, I'm a pediatrician and internist trained. And those are one of the most medical professions in the sense that we see lots of clients, lots of conditions, like it's considered necessarily primary care or chronic disease care. And we are pharmacist lovers in that we do a lot of pharmaceuticals and that's what we're trained to do. And I was realizing that, great, I'm not getting anywhere. The hospital uh, asked me to do an obesity medicine fellowship because of the obesity issues of race that we see in Bermuda. And I was like, okay, sounds good. We're up learning. I got into the first conference. I was learning about skinny fat and just, you know, what you could do with diet. And I was like, oh, this is me. This is why I'm fatigued and this and that. And so I switched my diet like right after that based off of what I was learning. And I was feeling so much better. Um, the hospital now really went with the obesity program. I finished the fellowship, but there was so much teamwork approach. You know, they had nutritionists and physiotherapists and behavior therapists, and everybody was coming on as a team to uh, help people. And I love that model. And so uh, I happened to talk to uh, my best friend who was very much, uh, um, she graduated as an MD, but she was very much on a holistic journey. So talked to her, which was Dr. Famous, Sabrina Famous, and then happened to meet Beth Hollis, who was a physiotherapist at the hospital. And so we had nutrition on our belt. We had exercise therapy. I was like, let's open up something so that we can give a comprehensive approach to clients. And I just felt like this journey was helping me to heal. And I was feeling so much better. Um, and I was also dealing with infertility and was able to not have a baby with it. So it was all kind of a cool experience. So moving in this direction of medicine is been also aligned with my health journey myself 
but also just a cooler way to kind of go home. Like I have never gained so much satisfaction as I have now in these last eight years or so, being able to kind of go at things from a different approach. Um, it really warms my, it's just, this, this is what I was meant to do in the sense that this is what I thought I was signing up as a doctor. Um, might have been different if I was a sergeant. Sergeants are great. They can go in and they can fix it. But if you're not a sergeant and actually not fixing stuff and you're coming to people and people like this, I just didn't want to be a pill pusher in that sense and not get people truly health, healthy and back to where they belong. Yeah. So that was our why. Fascinating. And so you brought this team of experts uh, together, specialists yes. together, and this was your first business, yes? Yes. So tell us, yes. I mean, how was that? You've built a bit of a mammoth operation in eight years, and eight years is quite the milestone. Many, many businesses don't make it past the first two years. That's what we've heard. So we get really excited when we celebrate uh, anniversary. We're like, you're still here. Um, one thing we feel like we're not going to go nowhere. So we've had some very challenging years. The pandemic was really hugely challenging. Um, even despite people, we had a membership model in place. It, it was still quite challenging for us. And so like failure is not an option for us, for sure. Um, but it's a true journey. Tell us how you got through some tough times, just in one example. What does it take? Well, sometimes it takes asking for help. That's true. Um, reaching out definitely to um, whatever government aid we could during the pandemic was very helpful for us to just stay, kind of talk to our vendors or landlord about okay we need some help that you know you have to like I said like not have ego um I also think that it's been really good to have teamwork because when we started Ocean Rock we had three kids between me and our partners like each of us each of us had a kid and now two of us have three kids and one of us has two kids so we're like eight kids now and so there's been a lot of growth outside. And, and so as women, as mothers too, we're just like, um, just keep going, just keep going and, and trying to nurture everything. It's, it's just absolutely amazing. Um, we have had business coaches. Um, we started taking on business coaches, probably I want to say our second or third year. Um, that's been really huge for us. And um, we, Doctors and probably health professionals don't get any sort of business training um, at all, really. I know one advice that I got just at, in, in, in residency program, my mentor or physician uh, who I was, um, you know, under at the time. And she said, you know, Aisha, when you open up your practice, when you get a practice, don't try to do everything yourself you know, there's somebody else that can answer the phones and staple papers. And I thought that was really cool advice because I am, you, know, you could, you can easily find yourself trying to do everything. And so you have to work to your expertise and find people to help you to do the other things to free up your time. Um, and we've also been told to not work in the business as much as on the business. 
And so we actually have found that times where we, because before we was all five days a week, really having these tight schedules and our business coaches are like, no, you have to actually have time to work on the business. And it was interesting how when we scaled back the amount of hours that we was working in the business and started to work on the business by having that real important time, that was when we was able to actually see um, better profits and, and things like that. So that's been really huge. Um, and that's something that we've really always kind of maintained. Um, even when we feel like things are slipping or, or, or we need to focus back on our revenues and things like that, it's always something you want to do. But it's like we need to work on the business, work on the business, not just in the business. Um, so that's been really cool. So our business coaches have been hugely help, big help for us, I think. Um, and and business coaches, we've had business coaches in our area. So so physicians, um, we we have a business coach right now who's actually made it really big in insurance and not just focus. And I think also that's great for us too, not to just have somebody who's limited by just thinking in health field. So it's been huge for us. That's really been important because we're learning so much. I wish we would have learned some more, but I it's not an easy thing. I think that it's not something easy to learn. So there's always more room for growth and improvement. Yes. That's the beautiful thing about being in business for yourself. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you, you go to medical school, you learn how to help treat care for people. You do not learn how to read profit and loss sheets. Like that's yes. just not, not what you're trained for. That's okay. <laughs> yes. And, and what's gross and net and trying to figure out gross and net. That, that's been a challenge for me, but I got it though. I, yes, yes. <laughs> and, you know, and it's, and it's so funny because, you know, who really I got it from was Richard Branson. Um, he had had a post and he was like, when he first was coming, like, you know, they realized in his meeting that he, he wasn't getting the difference between gross and that. He was like, is that good? Is that good, guys? They, they were like, you don't know the difference, do you? He was like, no, I don't. So, you know, he kind of gave it, uh, gave an analogy of how he learned about it. I think it was cool. And that's how it's been really able to stick. I love it. That sounds like fun. I'm going to find that. I'm going to find yeah. that. And I, you know, he's another great example of not letting ego get in the way. For someone like him, you say, well, what's the difference? You yeah. Know, even before yeah. he made it to be the stature that he is now. Very, yeah, very I cool. Think, I think it is cool because that, and that's it. it. It's so much humility, right? I, and I think the minute you feel like you know it all is the minute you really stop learning. And I think you have to be the fiat for our student and you have to say, okay, I just don't know this. And then, you know, and I, and I think doctors really have a hard time saying that. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know what, I don't know this and we, we could figure it out together. So sometimes I have to say that to my client. Oh, I know people who do know it and I'm going to, I'm going to ask. And they do appreciate that. They're not necessarily expecting you to know and have all the answers. And I really do appreciate that. Um, and I have to do that in business too, is just ask and, and figure it all out. That's fashion. Yeah. Well, one thing I'll say you do have figured out in your business is marketing. Because you guys do some pretty cool marketing. First of all, your website is beautiful. But your social media is what I love the most. I've been following yeah. you guys for a while. And you guys have a lot of fun with it. So tell they me do. a little bit about that. Oh, that's so fun. That That's the fun I was talking to Vicky about earlier is that the social media part is just such a cool 
thing for us. Um, I'll be honest, my, my partner is our marketing coordinator guru. We do have marketing agencies that help us. So that's another thing. Like we're not doing everything. We did start off doing it initially by ourselves. It was like, this is a, as it builds some momentum, it's nice to get the help. So that's cool. So it's always like, you know, like you said, ask people to help, hire people that have better expertise. So that's been really helpful. And so, yes, but but some of it is inspired by us. So the, the social media is fun for me because I get to scroll through my phone acting like I'm doing research for my next <laughs> meal <laughs> or, or like dance that I'm, I'm going to dance to or do something like that. It was fun. And we all bring our ideas and we just go for it. Um, and it, it doesn't even take us long, truthfully. It's and it's just such a cool thing that we get so much maximum value for us and how we feel. And it's really Friday from like 20 minutes on a Friday. We'll knock out a few wheels, have a bit of fun, laugh at each other, not take ourselves too seriously. And then it's 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 cool. Yeah. That's incredible culture building too. Like yeah. probably not intentionally, but intentionally because you yeah are actually working together as a team doing something really fun that's kind of amazing I, I love that more people should yeah. do that yes yeah, so marketing is hugely important I'm pretty sure and, and we've learned that more and more how much it's important and our marketing agency and how we're being coached is people's got to know like and trust you and so they have to know you first and then they have to <laughs> like you which we're lovable actually so we'll take it that much further <laughs> And then they, you know, they trust you. And so now you can talk to them about the why. And then you bring in, that's where you bring in what we really love to do is help to kind of teach and educate people. So, yeah. Yeah. And your really values led to that really comes through with what you do, which is amazing. But I'm wondering, because you guys do things very differently. um, Have you prickled some nerves in the industry? Have you had to deal with some fallout or some, you know, difficult, colleagues in the other mindsets, I guess I should say. Not as direct as you think so. Not as directly as you think so. Sometimes we get, and I think it's it's difficult for the patient because sometimes they will get conflicting advice from us and and feel like they can't go farther because the doctor says, no, that's not great or whatever. And they, they might have a more of a, like a longer term relationship. So it gets really difficult. So it sometimes can be challenging when you're trying to manage, manage someone and everybody's not on the same page. And, and we try not to ruffle feathers. <laughs> We actually try not to roll with that because I think we can go harder on some of the things that we really, truly believe in, but we try to be a little bit gentle because there is this mutual respect. But I also, I also feel like some of my colleagues are just so busy doing their life and their grind. And, you know, most primary care physicians have got to see 20 or 40 patients a day, especially in Bermuda. So they don't really have time to pick, pick fights or, <laughs> or be like, you shouldn't be doing that. I, I do generally get um people say, oh, thank you so much for your input. Um, and I'm I'm so out of the box. I I don't say every some of my oddity boxes that's actually very quiet. It's it's something I'm not really boasty about. Again, I come from a very humble part, but I have found that a lot of my colleagues, even though I'm like a little on the box, they do tolerate me and do really appreciate my input because I do feel like I leave people better than when I found them. 
in most cases. Mm. That's yeah, beautiful. You also mentioned earlier that um, there's a couple of things you maybe are limited in providing in Bermuda from a, mm-hmm. is it a regulatory standpoint or? Yeah, some things it's hard to get in because of customs or just our rules and regulations around things and the time because um, like say stem cells is really difficult. That's been one of the things that's been really challenging for us to initiate because stem cells have to come on ice and you have to have them, you know, continuously refrigerated and in within 24 hours. So that one gets really, you know, that's one that's, that could be very difficult. Um, as you see, so nobody's really doing stem cells in Bermuda because of that. Um, and so there's things that are logistically, uh, um, you know, we've even had one supplement that has been like really great is a medicinal mushroom supplement. We like mushrooms, especially the medicinal ones. And it got held up in customs for three months. And it was where it was touch and go. It was like, are we going to like lose this money? And da, da, da. and not, but the wait list was so crazy for um, so it, it does get a bit difficult with um, certain things and then certain some of the modalities that would be really cool, like thermography, um, which is could be an alternative to mammograms or just even also helping to look for skin cancers or, you know, difficult um, injuries. And you're looking for really hot spots on the person's body um, without radiation cool cool technology using more heat wave some of the equipment and bringing it in and then getting people set it up her can be really a bit challenging so it's certain things we we love and we see and we want to do but it's just being very strategic at what what we can do but it happens with that I have had people come to Bermuda who are Americans and be so grateful that there's Ocean Rock and there's this space and vision. Oh, I wish this was close to my parents away so that they have something like that. So even though you do have facilities and probably a lot of uh, functional medicine doctors in the U.S. or different countries, they're very much still spread out since it's a bigger population. So it, it in some ways, we're a little bit even more accessible. Like this type of medicine is maybe even a little bit more accessible than some other populations. So, so that's cool. It's just that we can't do maybe every single thing like that that's coming down the pipeline right now. Yeah, I do think that's a bit of an advantage about being in this small community mm-hmm. is that we have quicker, easier, faster access to healthcare, which is a, a good thing and generally good insurance um, that covers most, most things. Uh, yes. Not all, of course, but so if you could like have a little crystal ball and wipe away any red tape, what would you like to see for Ocean Rock for the next five years, say? As far as growth in our services? Yeah. yeah. So, so we're definitely interested in thermography there's also a cool machinery type thing that is called a flow presser um it really helps with people with bad lymphedema and issues with like varicose veins uh swelling in their legs um and it helps with lymphatic drainage so some people just are having a tough time detoxing because their lymphatics are sluggish and so that's been a cool device that i think we have on our radar I would say we're also 
we're yeah well but we're kind of dabbling into also stem cell patches is that a um, stem cell so that's another cool thing that is coming about um also uh quantum medicine so quantum medicine is this cool medicine now um that's got a lot of healing modalities around it but you're using more like physics around um, some of the machinery that they're using. So healing frequencies, things like that, like machines that do those sorts of, sorts of things, um, diagnosing people by biofields and it's just amazing stuff. Um, so quantum healing and quantum medicine is going to be something huge. I think people are going to hear about, okay, but everything takes about 15, 20 years, they say, before it really catches on. So it's going to take some time, but that's something cool that's now started. So, and that's something legit. So you can actually now get a fellowship in quantum medicine. Um, but yes, that they have some really cool tools um, that they're using. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, I'm fascinated by this stuff. So yeah. with these new tools, I mean, what do you see is the future of health? I mean, are you optimistic that people are going to be healthier in the future? It depends what you do with them. So the, 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 some of them, are, what's great about it is if a quantum is some of the diagnostic tools are also can be used for healing, right? So sometimes people come and they want to know and, and that's it. And I think that's also driven our healthcare course way up. They want CAT scans and MRIs and lots of blood tests and they want to know what to know. And they don't really get the answers they need. Um, and sometimes they do. We do outside of the box tests and then most often we're picking up something, um, parasites or, you know, Lyme disease or mold toxicity, um, heavy metal toxins. So we're picking up those things. We don't ever want to be like, hey, you got that problem. Um, good luck. We're more about treating it. Um, what's great about these quantum medicine tools is they're really good at diagnostics. So they're really good. I'm, I'm, I'm being able to use it. I'm using it on myself. And it was like, you have this virus in this tissue and you have this effect in that tissue. And now you can also figure out what to do now because now you really know the, the problem. So now when you know the problem, the real problem, then you can really go after it good. And so as long as people can respect that the diagnostics are great, but still wanting to go for what's going to eventually heal them, that's that's going to be where you're going to see all the magic. So, yeah. Dr. And Aisha, I am going to live to 110. Yes, I am. Yeah, <laughs> with all this technology at our fingertips, that's fantastic. You have no reason not to. Hello, hello. Now, yeah. you've mentioned a business coach. You've touched on Richard Branson inspiring you. Is there mm -hmm. any other positive influence in your business life, um, your business world? Any books that you recommend, podcasts you're currently listening to? So we got a lot of recommendations from our business coach. So my business coach has told us, read this book. This book is great. And we'll go ahead and read it. And I'm, I'm really always impressed. Um, so in the last few months, I read The 21 Laws of Leadership. I thought that that was really good. Um, it's always good. Every, you know, business needs to have a really good, strong leader. Um, I read books like Start With Why, The Who Not How. That's also a really good book for, for me. It's just who not how, not, not, you know, not how to do it, but who you need to do it. Um, there's been some really cool books that I've read recently. Mm, 
goodness. Yeah. And how I do it is I just throw them on Audible. I feel bad because I can't think of everything, but I throw them on Audible. I just finished What It Takes um, by Stephen Schwarzman. He's a big billionaire guy. Um, so he's the chairman of Blackstone. Do you know him? Okay. So, oh, I yeah, didn't know so about what, the book. I've... Yeah. Yeah. What It we'll Takes. That's a good book. That's a good book. Um, okay talks a lot about resilience and what it takes to make it to um I think his his network worth is like seven billion or something like that something amazing so uh, he wrote a cool book um but yeah I tried to so I've, I've read books like from Tony Robbins and Ray Diallo and some of these guys and I'm just learning but I I have to say I got my suggestions from my business coach they're like read this book I'm like okay and then you know audible will make suggestions along the lines and sometimes I'll be like okay that sounds like a one to read I think Bath was like we need to write read a four four hour work week or something like that so okay I'm, I'm reading that you know <laughs> so that's that sort of thing yeah that's a good one. So one last question, because we always have to ask this question. Mm-hmm. What does resilience mean to you? Because <sighs> we have resilience in health too. Of course. So, so resilience is taking a licking and keep on taking. And, and that is it. And that's what you want to be um, when it comes to your health. You want to be so solid, so built up that things can come and things will, you know, you can get hit by a bus, but be up the next day. But maybe, depending on how resilient you are, but <laughs> it's all about that bounce backness. And so that's to me resilience um, and and having that healthy goal and destination and knowing you're going to make it. So whether it's 110, 120, or it's just whatever that is when it comes to your business, that's to me resilience. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Well, thank you so much. This has been such an enlightening conversation. I want to dig even further into some of that testing. I'm really fascinated by that. Mm -hmm. And I just want to thank you so much for joining us today, for sharing all this wealth of knowledge, information, goodness. I'm glad for your optimism. It's making me feel better. We're all living to 110, 120. Let's go. And healthy. Living healthy. Yes. Strong. Dancing, Um, having fun, traveling. Yes. So much of that. So much of that to come. Anyway, thank you very, very much. We really appreciate your time. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, Vicky. Thank you, everybody, for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Appreciate you guys. So thanks for joining us on Resilient Entrepreneurs. We're Laura and Vicky from Two for One. We love supporting entrepreneurs, especially with mindset, marketing, and motivation, which is why we've built an incredible community of business founders who meet weekly in the Level Up League. If you'd like to know more about it, look us up at 241branding.com.